Welcome to Family Mission. We're so glad you're joining us on today's podcast. And here in the studio, you have myself, Mark Spellman, my son, Samuel Spellman. Hello. And a very special guest, Jarrett Holliday, a brother in the Lord and part of our kingdom family. And you're going to enjoy him being a part of the conversations because I'm telling you today, when we're together and we talk about the word and we talk about the Lord, I'm telling you, there's like iron sharpening iron. And so, Jared, welcome today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> well, tell us, uh, just before we get into a conversation today with, with the Lord and with our listeners, just a little bit about yourself, kind of who are you, and if maybe you can tell, how did we meet? How did, how did we come yeah. to connect? Well, um, I'm Jared Holliday, of course, you covered mm-hmm. that part. But uh-huh. we, uh, I'm from Jonesboro, Arkansas. I'm a, I'm a business owner. I've uh, actually gave my life to the Lord in, in uh, 2009. I had come out of a drug addiction and uh, drug and alcohol and lots of trouble and uh, gave my life to the Lord. And, and uh, God's done a, done a work in me, turned my mm-hmm. life around and completely give me a whole nother outlook and, and uh, take me out of, the, out of the darkness and into Amen. the light, you know. Given me, you know, truly the gospel, what it says he'll do, you know, <laughs> transferred me from the kingdom of darkness yeah. into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. You know, and now I no longer walk in the darkness of the world. So Amen. But, uh, we, we met at uh, my brother Jerry mm-hmm. Murphy's, uh, one of his, I guess he was having a, was he having a tent revival mm-hmm. or something? And, yeah, it was a yeah, tent meeting. Yeah, tent meeting. Yeah, tent meeting. And, and uh, where it was a... Uh, uh, Native uh, Native Americans mm-hmm. meeting that he was having, yeah, and uh, that's where we first met. And we, I just knew right away, you know, when I when I met you and your family that you were we were kindred spirits, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, just God is really, you know, He just in that in those God connections, and, yeah. and whenever you feel one, you you better take hold of them. Yeah, there's something special, you know, and I feel feel that He's. Uh, he's given us a connection for us to grow in. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's, that's absolutely the truth. And, uh, you know, we were recently, uh, in his home, he, he hosted, uh, some meetings in his home, probably what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something yep. like that. So we, we traveled down, uh, to him and his wife, Sarah's home there in Jonesboro and joined with several other believers just to basically come together and just wait on the Lord yeah, and uh, just to see what the Lord would say, what the Lord would speak and bring forth. And that was a very dynamic weekend. Um, it was like Thursday night, Friday and Saturday. And uh, man, the Lord did some amazing things. And it's just amazing when we wait on the Lord, um, what he, he knows the room. I like to say it that way. He, you know, we sometimes think we know what we need. Sometimes we think we know what other people need. <laughs> and so, but the Lord, our shepherd, he knows exactly what we need. And uh, so how about today's discussion? Let's go to Psalm 23. Psalm um, 23. Because the Lord is the shepherd of our life. He's the shepherd of our heart. Vente Trace. Huh? I'm trying to think how to say 23 in Spanish. Yeah, Bantatrace. Bantatrace. Salmo Bantatrace. There you go. Uh, versiculo once. No, that's French. Uh, no. Uno. Dude, Uno. I don't know. Verse we one. might start speaking German if we don't watch out. No, the Lord <laughs> is my shepherd, you know. The Lord um, is my shepherd. The thing that makes us one as family is Him. 
And, you know, here at Family Mission, that's one of the things that we want to be very uh, intentional about. This is all about all of us uh, coming into relationship, first of all, personally with Jesus Christ. Because once that happens, you, you know, you gave such a short version of your testimony, but I'm sure there's a lot of details to your testimony. But it was all that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And once you knew the man, Jesus then he began to unveil and tell you who you were, just like all of our hearts when we come home in our hearts. You know, we we realize we need him, and so we come to him, and then he begins to tell us who we really are. Because I think all of us sitting here, Sam, you, Jarrett, and myself, we can all say the world lied to all of us. Mm. Life lied to all of us and we all believed lies on different levels and and not only lies from just the you know the dreads of darkness and and addiction and struggle but sometimes even you come into the realm of christianity in a very broad way i'm not saying the the pure christian flow i'm saying just in the broad umbrella of christianity still sometimes in that realm Mm -hmm. there's some lies we get tangled up in yeah sure Sure. Yeah, because the obviously the world has crept into the church. I think we're. I don't think you have to look too far to see that. You know, there's a very pure thing God's <laughs> doing, but there's also man has his take on it. Man has his will in it. And I heard one person say the biggest hindrance to the will of God is my will. Mm. Yeah. Well, I like what you said in your testimony. You brought up, you know, again, the biggest thing was, well, I just I'm not who I was, and yeah. Jesus Christ relationship with Him has changed you know, who I am. And, you know, that's the hinge pin, the hinge that yeah. everyone's life's got to hang on. Everyone's life's got to hang on the the hinges of who is Christ and what is he going to open in my life? What is he going to shut in my life? What's But that comes, like you're saying, through that personal mm-hmm. relationship because that brings healing. That brings wholeness. That brings a place where those parts that were wounded were hurt they have an opportunity for redemption because mm-hmm. Jesus is a redeemer. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he lived out redemption for all of mankind. Mm-hmm. And that's that, you know, that understanding, but it comes through that hinge pin of relationship. Like you're saying, I just, I got to know him and he got to know me and he, he changed my life. Yeah. And it's, it's that simple, but it's that po- profound because it's not just a, you know, zillion, zillion little steps to, to something, but it's whenever the Lord is my shepherd, Jesus mm-hmm. becomes the shepherd of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that relationship, it, it changes things. Yeah. yeah. So, Let's look at Psalm 23 here real quick, and then I want to just hear what what you have in your heart, uh, Jarrett. You know, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack or be in need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he's going to lead me beside the still waters. And verse 3, he restores my soul, Mm. and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So before we go any further, I mean, what... What's the Lord speaking to you in that? Well, you know, thinking about, you know, coming out of when I was coming out of darkness, when I was walking in that um, in that world, you know, of not knowing God and just trying to live my life the best that I knew how and Mm -hmm. just trying to find some, you know, where what am I even here for? You know, yeah, I didn't know that I, I didn't know that I needed a savior. Yeah. Until I got to the point where I couldn't handle myself anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then even whenever I did know that I need a savior, I didn't know what I needed saving from. Wow. You know? Yeah. And um 
like he he says here, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. Yeah, I didn't know that I needed to be led in paths of righteousness. You yeah, know? he came in, he came in to places in my heart to make them new, so that I could be free mm-hmm. from things that I didn't even know that I was bound oh, by. My, my, That's my, good, you know. Yeah. And I I needed freedom there. He knew yeah. that I needed freedom there. Yeah. You know, freedom that I didn't know was possible. Mm-hmm. All I knew is I need some help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I just, I feel the unction in my spirit that you know, there's, there's people, not just person, but there's people listening today that that's your cry is that you you need help. There's a there's a sense of of kind of uh, a drifting. I just sense in my heart that someone just feels there's no aim to their life. There's just a drifting to their life. But there's there's a man named Jesus mm-hmm. who wants to be your true north. He wants to, wants to bring your life into alignment, and he is going to be the one that is going to help you even to know, like Jared just shared in his testimony, I didn't even know what help I needed. I didn't even know where I was even really bound. All I knew is I couldn't fix myself, and I was I was just needing help, but I didn't even know the help I needed. And, you know, it's just kind of like I just see a, a boat that's just kind of drifting on the shoreline, you know, without any real aim to give it thrust, to give it direction. So right now, I just want to pray for all of our listeners that if that witness to, to your spirit, there's a spark in your heart when we talk about that, that you just want to get away from just drifting in life, just kind of going with the flow. You're tired of being in conversations where... You know, man, I, I'm just a drifter. Even in conversations, I don't, I don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to bring. I don't have anything to say. And I feel like even in my family, I'm just going with the flow. Or, or I'm at work, I'm just going with the flow. I just, I don't have any real thrust in my life. There's no thrust in my heart. Well, only Jesus can give you that true thrust that your heart needs. So, right now, we just encourage you. Just, just say yes to Jesus. Just. Just present your heart, present that cry of your heart to Him. Uh, you don't present it to us here at Family Mission, Mark, Sam, Jarrett. We're not your Savior. We're not your Lord. We just read Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is your shepherd. Mm. And if you if you give Him that honest, sincere cry, and you might say, well, aren't you going to lead me in a prayer? Well, uh, no. I mean, it, this has to be something that you're willing to cry out to Him because He's listening. And I didn't mean that as a slam, so don't don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying this has to be very intimate between you and the Lord of your life, the shepherd of your soul. The creator and his of name you. is yeah. Jesus. That's right. And you know, just simply coming to a place where we're honest with our own our own words. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I we can give words to to begin to speak out and to, to grab onto. Call out to the name of Jesus, Amen. first and foremost. I mean, if you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. Yeah. But then use your own words. Communicate out of your own struggle, out of your own heart of, this is the things that I, I, I need this to change in my life. This is wrong. I'm, I'm hurting here, and I need some help. Yeah. And cry out, like you said, I just, I need some help. How did that you know, happen you for know, you? Jim? You know, I, did, I didn't, um, believe it or not, I didn't have... Um, Jesus appeared to me in the flesh. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up and and just take take his hands into my mind and and pull all my problems mm-hmm. out. It didn't happen that way for yeah. me. You know what happened was is I surrendered and I said, "Okay, God, I don't I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. 
Yeah. I give you my life. There you go. I just, I give you my life. Mm-hmm. Help me. Yeah. And it didn't all, everything didn't change mm-hmm. in an instant. I didn't, I didn't go and have all my problems disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, my problems didn't, didn't go away, but he began to work in my heart and yeah. just show me where I was thinking the wrong way, uh-huh. where I had accusation in my heart. Where mm-hmm. I I let depression run my mind, yeah, you know where I let fear yeah. drive me away mm-hmm. from the things that were good, mm-hmm. you know, and and he would just just one by one, yeah, you know, not to not overwhelming me with things, but he would one by one just start to show me mm-hmm. things that would bring light to places that were dark, yeah, you know, and as he did that, the as much as I could receive it. Mm-hmm. That's where he would change me. Yeah. You know, you know, it's so powerful that I hope everyone catches what he just explained. He just gave his life back to the Lord. He's, in other words, a lot of times you'll hear people say, well, it's my life. <laughs> you know, they, they almost want to die on those words. Anytime yeah. somebody tries to tell them what to do or whatever, put a it's ruler, my, my a boundary, choice. you know, it's my body, well, it's my life. Well, it's, and, and there's this, this fight, you know, but it's all self-driven and it's all against the grace of life. It's all against the flow of life that comes from heaven. And the only way we can get the, the right flow in our life is to take what we're saying as our life and give it back to the one who gave us life like you said our creator the one who who fathered our spirit sam mentioned that you know he's our creator and so yeah there's something so powerful and just i love the word you said jared surrender just surrendering your heart surrendering your life and just giving it back because it's it's powerful to, to realize and just sit and think you know the creator of every single star in the universe every single fish at the sea every single bird in the air I mean, everything that's ever been created, visible and invisible, the Bible mm-hmm. says, you know, he owns it by right of making it. I mean, if you think about <laughs> yeah, it, if you yeah. made it, that's your thing. If you, if you made it, yep. I mean, it's, does, you deserve ownership yep. and rights. I mean, there's people that are fighting all over, you know, patents and, well, I made it. Are you sure? I designed it. You know, mm-hmm. so if anyone deserves the rights to my ownership. body, who I am, it's the one who made me. Yeah. And, you know, so simply surrendering, you're, like you're saying, you're getting back into that place where I'm no longer fighting for just me, but I'm actually releasing myself from my own condemnation, mm-hmm. you know, from my own self-criticism, but I'm allowing the Word of God to become the judge of my heart. I'm allowing truth to be the thing that dictates right and wrong, that becomes my compass, mm-hmm. you know, my true north, like we were talking about, yeah. that that freedom of relinquishing you know, me being my own judge. Well, I know what's right. And I, you know, I, so then I become judge and jury over my own life. Mm-hmm. And that's not a healthy place to be because I can't, I can't fulfill those shoes. Yeah. No matter how smart I think I am, no matter how, you know, intelligent, no matter how much I learn knowledge I cram in my brain, I'm still not going to be able to be the one to be the ultimate judge and judge fairly. Yeah. But I give myself to the father. I surrender my life mm-hmm. to him because he can judge fairly. He can see unbiased yeah you know and i love what you said jared you said it was like a journey to the degree the more surrender or once you found out an area that you needed to okay now this i'm i'm not doing it god's way over here so you said okay but i'm going to do it god's way so then you found a new area or a new realm to to surrender to the lord and and then when you did that change came yeah and then 
more developed, you know, it was just a journey, can I, right? Can I share a little, one of, one of the things I, as I was reading through the Bible, when I first gave my life to the Lord, one of the things that, that helped me a whole lot is I was reading in Ephesians mm-hmm. where it says, do not live in the futility of oh. your mind. Yeah. And when I read that, I didn't even, I don't have, I didn't have a clue. What does futility mean? <laughs> I had no idea. So I had to ask somebody, we had to, I had to, we had to look it up mm-hmm. and futility means a worthless effort. It's, wow. it's literally why living in your mind, like living in depression, living in fear, living mm-hmm. in discouragement, living in a place where I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow or, mm-hmm. or how, how can I fix this with my kids or, or all of these things that I can sit and worry myself to death. That's never going to solve anything. Yeah. There's no solving in the worry in my mind. Yeah. So I can literally shut my mind down. Mm-hmm. I can make my requests be made known yes. unto God and then let him begin to work and then ask for solutions and start to live in the solution instead of trying to worry about the problem. Mm -hmm. And I, and that gave me such transformation to be able to, to start focusing on, on his solution Mm -hmm. rather than worrying about problems. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it was very day to day, wasn't it? It it was, it wasn't like, you know, you, you hit it week to week or, uh, every biweekly. I mean, this was a day to day, I bet almost probably moment to moment. And I think sometimes that's where um, we we kind of ride on the high of maybe something good that happened. We go to a conference. Yeah. We, Woo-hoo, go, to a we conference. go to a church service yeah. Sunday. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're on cloud nine. Booyah. Yeah. We're doing great. And then Monday hits. Yeah. And we're like Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're wanting lasagna and we're stuck under our blankets. <laughs> Give me some comfort food or something, you know. <laughs> But you know uh, that's the beauty of of Christianity in its in its pure definition. It's it's to be Christ like, and you know you look through the Gospels, most everything that is like notable, like miracles, teachings, these weren't things that even happened in the temple. Mm-mm. I mean, it does record he was in the temple teaching. And there was a couple of things that did happen in the temple. But I'm talking of the majority of things that happened, we could say it this way, it happened in the streets. It happened in everyday life. And in fact, most of it was not even scheduled. You know, we have routines in our life. We have things Come that on. are kind of predictable, somewhat on a, on a schedule, even if it's not, you know, um, written. You know, you have to just realize that there's just a schedule we all kind of find ourselves comfortable in. Well, most of the miracles were, we, we could say it this way, they were an interruption yeah. you know, to man. They were an interruption to the flow of, of what man was doing and even where Jesus was going. And yet Jesus never saw it as an interruption. Mm. He just saw it as an opportunity for heaven to flow. Mm. And, you know, I yeah. just think that we can all maybe learn from that. Um, because it's going to be day by day. It's going to be moment by moment. It's not going to be a just from Sunday to Sunday or Saturday to Saturday or whatever high holy day a person wants to choose. And, you know, we're not trying to slam all that. We're just saying that this is going to have to become day to day and really moment to moment because what appears to be an interruption of of how we would like things to go or how we're comfortable with things going, these really become these divine moments 
for heaven to flow into our life. And for us to get wisdom we couldn't have got had not that interruption been there, that problem come up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the scriptures that used to just irritate the soup out of me was James 3, or, or James 1, 3. <laughs> Count it all joy when you fall into trials and tests, tests and temptations. Yeah. And that just irritated the soup out of me because that is not the natural flow of trials, tests, and tribulations. Joy is just not there, but it is there supernaturally. Mm. It's there waiting on me to yield to it. And I was talking with uh, Jarrett and Sam and the family earlier. Jarrett came up. We're sharing the day together and and, uh, had some lunch. And I said, hey, would you please be on the podcast with us here? And he graciously said yes. But, you know, I was just telling a story out of this James 1 that, you know, one time I was in a place where I was, if I remember right, it was kind of a financial pressure I was feeling about a situation. Those happen a lot. They do happen. And so uh, I was just knowing How, that I want everyone out there to uh, uh-huh. throw your hands up. Throw your hands. It's up. not rhetorical, you know. That's do right. you ever deal with financial problems? Sometimes <laughs> does that ever happen? Though? And <laughs> you know, playing. I knew that it wasn't just necessarily the money I needed to solve the issue. I needed wisdom, and of course, money will be a part of a lot of things that get you know fixed and or resources, equipment, things it's a like means that. Means to an end. But what I really knew I needed was wisdom, and so I knew if I went to to James 1, I knew verse 5, you know, if any man lacks wisdom and I lack some wisdom and I need to know what to do here, Lord. And so I was all, I was prepping myself. I was gearing myself because I knew the end of that passage said, but let him ask in faith. Because if he doesn't ask in faith, he's not going to receive anything from the Lord. And I'm like, man, I can't afford not to receive. And so I got to get in faith. <laughs> and, and now in a hurry, like I got to go zero to 60 in like three seconds. And so it's like I was. Activate. It's I, like that one of Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit activate. activate. Holy Spirit. It's like, I got to get in the moment, man. <laughs> so I was like, I was prepping for like, you know, some intense resistance. So, and I knew that once I asked, I was going to get in faith. And I was not going to doubt because I needed some wisdom and I needed it yesterday. <laughs> so I belt, I knelt down and the Holy Spirit interrupted my prayer. Can you imagine, guys? Holy Spirit interrupted my prayer. Can you prayer. believe that? And my well-prepared and prepped prayer, and he said, uh, you need to back up. And so I was like, what do you mean you need to back up? You know. And so I, I just kind of recoiled in my heart, and I started to, to pray again. He said, you need to back up. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit, so I thought, well... I, I knew he was referring to the scriptures, and I, with fear and trepidation, I thought, oh, my gosh, I, I think I know what's before all this. And, uh, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit just whispered these words. He said, how about before you pray, you get that concerned look off your face? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, how about before you pray, you get that concerned look off your face? And I knew he was referring to John or James 1, 3, count it all joy. So before I even pursued God for wisdom, I had to find joy in the relationship. You know, I had to find joy that here I was in a, in a trial. And honestly, if I remember right, it was, it was one I created for myself. I couldn't even blame the devil. I couldn't blame my wife. I couldn't blame my children. I couldn't blame the church. I created it. It was, it was my choice. And so, you know, in those times, you know, especially if you're hard on yourself, you know, you beat yourself up to a pulp. And yet the Lord was wanting me to find the joy 
that can only be found in relationship with Jesus. Mm. And it wasn't about the problem getting fixed. It was about I needed to reset my heart to a place of joy. And a place of, of trusting that he's got my back. Yeah. You know, like what you were saying, you surrendered. You, there was a point where you trusted Okay, obviously, I'm not enough with my own life. I can't handle myself. I can't handle what I'm doing. So someone else has got to. And the only one that really fits the the bill is yeah. the Lord. And so, right. you know, I'm going to I'm going to give this to you because I trust that you're going to do with my life better than what I can do with it. Yeah. And that place of surrender, mm-hmm. that's when healing begins. Yeah. You know, that's like the seed. Yeah. You know, the fullness of everything is in its seed. You know, Jesus's life, the wholeness, the healing, the health that he walked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was physical things that he came against and there was, I mean, physical beatings that Jesus went through. There's physical mm-hmm. beatings at the disciples, you know, Paul, these other, they go through things that maybe physically they might be dealing with, but in their heart, mm-hmm. there's a wholeness a in their spirit. There's a, there's a health, yeah. there's a healing that has already come and has washed away things of the past. Like for instance, Paul, this is a man that murdered people talking straight up cold blood murder, mm-hmm. not like kind of killed, like killed people that were of the truth, mm-hmm. that were genuinely mm-hmm. doing good, genuinely loving people, innocent people he murdered. Mm-hmm. And now... Followers of the followers way. Followers of the way. That's what scripture called them. <laughs> followers the of the church, way. they were followers of the way. Wow. So they're following <laughs> these ways that the Lord, you know, the shepherd yeah. we'd read in Psalms, it talks about the Lord, you know, ways of righteousness, mm-hmm. paths of righteousness. So they're following the paths of righteousness. Paul's out here just... Well, Saul at the time, he's out here just slaughtering them, mm-hmm. you know, marching around, getting his documents. He's doing it legally. Mm-hmm. You know, he's working with the government and he's out here just, you know, and in that harshness, then there comes this Damascus Road experience. And then after that, he goes to, uh, is it Ananias, the man that. Uh, Ananias comes to him. Comes to him yeah. for to receive his sight. Yeah, to receive his sight and to receive the Holy Spirit. And to receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, Paul then is restored. Mm-hmm. You could say he surrendered. He realized, I'm surrendering. You know, who are you, Lord? Mm-hmm. This this is this point where Paul's surrendering. And after the surrender, there's two choices Paul can make. Mm-hmm. Number one, he can believe that God is good and he's going to forgive him, that he's going to move forward. And there's a, a up, a path of righteousness for him in his life. Or he can listen to the past, listen to the guilt of the realization, I was literally doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And not just doing it, I was cold-blooded murdering people, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you can think of the inner dialogue yeah. that Paul had to settle, the inner situation, and the healing that came through the Holy Spirit when he yeah. received Holy Spirit, when he received the truth of the Word, and Jesus spoke to him. Mm-hmm. Those two things, the Holy Spirit and Jesus speaking to us, produce a healing, but it starts with our surrender. Yeah. It starts with the surrender. Then there's this grace that can come in through the word and through the working of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that can begin to heal us from the inside out. And Mm -hmm. the trigger was, Scripture says, or about what Jesus said to Paul in Acts 9 was, he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? See, Saul thought he was just persecuting a message and people with that message. But Jesus said, no, personally, you're persecuting me. And then he said this next statement, which I I want us to dig into a little bit. He said, it's hard to kick against the pricks. Mm. You know, there's there's times where 
the Lord by the Holy Spirit, the Lord through what, however conviction comes, however our heart gets gets poked. You know, those are opportunities to turn and repent. Those are opportunities um, for a complete divine reset, a, com- a complete reset of your heart. Uh, it's an opportunity for healing to come if we we'll recognize when our conscience is, is is kind of bothering us or there's conviction that literally comes through the, maybe it's the life of a believer that we recognize as a Christian, a follower of Christ, or maybe it's a, a message, a word we hear. You know, we hear someone teaching or preaching under the unction of the holy spirit something that's said um there's just something that just sparks or something that uh, maybe cuts or something that pokes against our conscience and so that then begins this opportunity or it opens this opportunity for us to turn to the lord the, the the really truly the only shepherd who can lead us into those green pastures only he can get us into that place of rest because mm. we've all tried to get rest and comfort you know whether it's an addiction to food you know uh, i jokingly one time filled out on a medical questionnaire and when it asked me if i used recreational drugs i said yes and it said if so list them and so i listed chocolate <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I find, you know, I find solace in, in chocolate. So, you know, we laugh, we laugh at that and that's, that is funny. But, you know, here's the reality, you know, we can, you know, we can come down on, you know, Coke and, and dope and, and alcohol. But, you know, there's a lot of ways we medicate, you know. Yeah, maybe pain, it's a TV show. Maybe it's a set of movies. Binge watch Facebook. Netflix, Facebook. Facebook. Come on, yeah. All kinds of things. But here's the thing. Only the Lord can bring you into those green pastures only the lord can give your wa- give you a drink of those still waters that bring rest and mm. and that's what i see has happened in your life jared i mean clearly you know you needed help you reached out to jesus and he then began to lead your soul to still waters he he mm. took you to those green pastures and he brought you to that table didn't he he did you know, Dude. where yeah. you could just feast on his goodness. Mm. He's just so good. Amen. You know, I think that 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 goodness, you know, seeing his goodness, I think, you know, with that yeah. story with Paul, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't deserve that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't deserve for Jesus to come, to show up on that road to Damascus. That's right. And to reveal himself. You know, my, my. Not even yeah. not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing in him that yeah. deserved it. Yeah. You know, but God, but Jesus came anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and revealed himself to him. Yeah. Saved him. Saved him. You know, showed him what was right. Yeah. You know, and I just think of that. That's the way it feels, you know, with my life, even though, yeah. you know, I I seemingly more was more to seek the Lord out. But mm-hmm. I mean, I believe I was through the circumstances and all the places mm-hmm. that I was put I got to a place where I had to look up. Yeah. You know, I, all I could, the only place I had to look was up. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I feel like that's, you know, with all of us, God yeah. wants to, he he comes to us undeservingly, mm-hmm. and when we know the goodness of God, it helps us. It helps us to to walk to know that when we're struggling, mm-hmm. when when we're in a financial crisis, yeah. or, or when we've got some kind of heavy thing that that mm-hmm. for us to remember, you know, God is good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's really really yeah. good, and he he cares about that financial situation. Yeah, he cares about the that 
family member yep. or that situation or whatever it is. We have to remember that he does. He, he does care and he's very, very good, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps us to be able to to pray and to trust him, mm-hmm. you know, That's even so when good. it doesn't work out the way that we think it should. You yeah. Know? But we can trust that God is working out something greater yeah. than we can than we can see. Yeah. You know, that's um, really good. Let's let's now take what we've talked about, you know, our conversation here. Let's let's really um, offer something to our listeners here today, because here's here's the reality. Here's the takeaway of this conversation. Sam, Jarrett, Mark, we're all just here on a family mission podcast, having a conversation about the Lord, about the goodness of the Lord. We've heard Jarrett's testimony, you know, uh, sprinkled pieces of that. But you might be saying, OK, so what what good is this to me? Well, here's what it, here's the takeaway. He's reaching out to you today. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear my voice and you've heard this conversation, then you need to know all this was for you. All this was to reach out to you just like the Lord graciously came to Saul when, like Jarrett said, he didn't deserve that. He, he wasn't owed to him. He had no merit for that to occur. It was nothing more than the mercy of God. It was nothing more than the grace of God, his goodness, that he would even interrupt his journey to once again go put more people to death, but put more people in jail. But Jesus just interrupted that moment with Saul. And so let this podcast be that interruption into your your journey today, in whatever area it is, it may not be in any particular area that the next person would share, but I believe the Lord's interrupting just your, the way it seems like it's going to be, the way it's always yeah. going to be. It just seems like nothing ever changes. Well, the Lord wants to change it today. And He wants to heal. And He wants, he wants to heal. He wants to heal you where there has been pain in your life, where there's maybe been failed expectations or things that were maybe put on you, areas maybe that you failed or ways that people have failed you because i mean all of us mm-hmm. have been touched wrong by life all of us have had things come against us the bible says this is nothing new under the sun mm-hmm. so there's all ways that we all have experienced you know there might be different circumstances but there's all the same ways mm-hmm. of pain that's been introduced to all of us we've been exposed to selfish behavior we've been exposed to pain and we've exposed others through our own actions that's right to these things as well but coming to the lord and realizing there's a moment moment when God's speaking to me, you know, God speaks through people. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think it's weird if, if I'm in one room and my mom says, hey, Dan, I need you to go tell Sam to come here. So she sends Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel comes walking into my room, says, hey, I need you to come to the kitchen. Mom needs you. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's weird that she would send a messenger. But somehow when God sends a messenger, whether that be us in this podcast, a minister, mm-hmm. someone, a friend, a coworker, we think, oh, that's weird. God doesn't use him. Why doesn't he just speak? Well, God God uses people. He uses messengers. He speaks through us. So don't let that get hooked up on you. Don't get hooked up on the fact that, well, God's, I don't hear some thundering voice. No, he speaks through his people. Amen. And let that land in your heart and trust the fact that his heart is pursuing you. His goodness is following you. Continue in that Psalms chapter. It talks about his goodness and mercy that will follow us Mm -hmm. all the days of our life and that will heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. It'll heal the the soul that's been abused. It'll heal the physical body that's been abused. Mm-hmm. Those things there is healing available for these things. Amen. And it's all wrapped up in the lordship and the fact that God is our shepherd. Amen. And the submission to him. 
I have, I, I feel like you know there's somebody out there that's that thinks we well, you know what I'm I've already given my life to the Lord. There you, go. you know I'm walking with God, mm-hmm. but I but I feel dry. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just stagnant, mm-hmm. and that, that just we're I'm just going on day after day after yeah. day. You know, depression has creeped back into my life, yeah. and what do I do? Yeah. You know, what what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Because I've already given my life to the Lord. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that is such an important thing, Jared, because that's, I think we all as believers can identify with that. And we can all also give testimony here that at a moment that we turn to the Lord and just recognize that I think every day requires fresh surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how long you've walked with the Lord, um, I like to say it this way just to make it light and humorous, but sometimes you hit a string of stupid, you know, and you just do some, and you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ, and yet you hit a string of stupid and you've not only hurt yourself, you've hurt others. Um, You know, these things happen, but it does not stop the flow of God's love. Um, I would say to that, Jared, Romans chapter 8 says, whether it's height, whether it's depth, whether it's things to come, whether it's things to be, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. And so if that's you and you're a believer and you've, you've done something and you're, and you're facing this dry season, you're facing these discouraging situations, just know nothing you've done, nothing I've done can ever separate us from his love. And if he was willing to, I love what this says in Romans 5.10. It says, if while we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, how much more will he deliver those that have been saved? And so he's even more interested in you now. So just let that lie be removed from your heart today that you say, well, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I've, you know, now what do I do? You love Jesus, and yeah. you let Jesus yeah. come love you. Sometimes it's a, sometimes there's need for a fresh surrender. Yes. Come on, you know, yeah. like so a good. like a just another you know just evaluation. Yeah, you know what is what uh-huh. is what have I allowed back in? Am, am I mm-hmm. watching five hours of television every afternoon mm-hmm. after work? Have I opened up my Bible and read? Yeah. Yeah. Have I prayed? Have I spent yeah. some time with the Lord? Yeah, you know maybe He's inviting you back in because Come sometimes on. He lifts He'll lift His hand away. Yeah, and you'll feel dry and, and mm-hmm. empty because you haven't been seeking Him out. Yeah, you know He wants to be in a relationship with us. He's a He's our Father. Yeah, you know yeah. How, how long. Do you want to go without speaking to your father or without being in relationship to your son? Yeah. You know, like uh, he's if 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 he pulls his hand back long enough, he knows we're going to come mm-hmm. and we're going to say, God, what's going on? Yeah. What's happening? You know, yeah. and, and he wants to he's he's drawing us into conversation. Yeah. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake That's us. Right. We believe his word. Right. Yeah. So he says that it's something we can stand on. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is go back, lay my lay my head down before his feet. That's right and just say lord i'm i surrender to you fresh, again so good. fresh amen. surrender amen you know fresh surrender I'm maybe glad. he's calling you to maybe he's calling you to a deeper place yeah you yeah. know and when you're called to a deeper place it takes it takes another, another surrender. surrender. Um, you're going to have to lay some things down. In the past season, mm-hmm. you didn't have to lay down, but yeah. this is a new season for you and it's time to lay some things yeah. down. That's amen. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the further we go up the the mountain, as it were, the trail gets, you know, a little more narrow. 
And, you know, what we were able to do, like you said, in past seasons may not be tolerated or acceptable in a new season, you know, higher up the mountain. And so fresh surrender. So, um, you know, whether whether this is for the first time or whether this is, you know, uh, another situation, new season, new level, um, whatever your circumstances are, we want to just join with you today for a fresh surrender. Um, Because that's really the key to uh, uh, just going all the way. You know, we don't, none of us are going to go all the way. Just continue to run our race. Without a continued fresh surrender. You know, Mm. Paul said in Philippians 3, he says, not that I have have fully obtained, but this one thing I do know, I know how to forget those things that are past and press towards the mark towards the call of the high call or the high call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul knew how to make that fresh surrender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he he entered some pretty difficult situations. He he even besought the Lord three times, you know, to have this thorn, <laughs> this this buffeting of persecution that he was facing. He said, "Lord," and the Lord just said, "My grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Just surrender to my goodness. Just surrender to my grace, surrender to my love." And there's something we'll we'll learn in relationship that we couldn't learn without that surrender mm-hmm. to that trust in his love. And so um, man, this has been a really good conversation today, and and we're glad, everyone who's listening today, we're glad you've joined us, and uh, want you to just, I know he can't hear you, but I want you to just uh, let your appreciation be known for Jarrett joining us in the conversation. I tell you, we uh, are so glad that he did. Um, our family has greatly benefited just from the fellowship that we've had with him and Sarah, just the short time we've had some really good rich rich conversations and these conversations we have at family mission it's for that purpose because through conversation life is is just like a collection of conversations so you need to maybe evaluate who you're talking to you know because certain people and and where they're living from is going to put your life going in a certain direction that's absolutely true and so we just have to make sure we keep in not that we're never around the world i mean we we got to be light to the world we got to be salt you know and savory and seasoning you know yeah, if you hang out with Jared very long, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be shining on somebody, you know. Whether it's the, <laughs> the waitress, I mean, last time we were together, we went to a, a barbecue place and had the privilege of you know praying with a couple people before we left there because there's just opportunities. So we we touch people, we talk to people, we have conversations, but I'm talking about the conversations that are intimate. You know, make sure that you're you're having conversations with people that are going to move you towards Christ and and move your relationship uh, towards God's plan for your life and His plan for your marriage, His plan for your family, His plan for you know uh, Jared. You know, he's a business owner down in Jonesboro. You know, realizing that the kingdom is not just something that uh, impacts your home. The kingdom can impact community. The kingdom can impact the marketplace. Um, before we sign off and pray, is there anything you want to say about that? I'll say a little, yeah, yeah. A little thing. Yeah. I was just thinking about something that you read earlier about, you know, the Lord, when he was speaking, he said, the words that I'm speaking, they're spirit and they are life. Amen. Yeah. And um, and his words are life, but also on the... Um, on the other side of that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in conversations that that are dark, 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like their spirit and they are death. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they, they, they'll bring you down. They'll bring you into depression. They'll bring you into all kinds of places that you don't need to be. So it's, yeah. it is very important that you have people that you, uh, that you can have good conversation. Yeah. That you can, yeah. you can, uh, you can share the gospel with sitting. We sit and talk around. We sit and talk about the word. Mm-hmm. We sit and discuss the word. That's, mm-hmm. that's something that we all love to do. Yeah. And I feel like that a lot of people, People miss out on that. Mm-hmm. They miss out on being able to do that because that's not the conversation as yeah. much. And and I and I would just um, it's just like to um, just like, y'all if you're if you have someone mm-hmm. you can talk about the word. Just start somewhere. Start yeah. somewhere where you. Uh, I, I always like to say start in James because mm-hmm. James is an easy book to understand. Yeah, but, yeah. So but uh, you know, I just wanted to add that. Actually, yeah. that's. And if you don't so have true. someone, pray. Just say, Lord, yeah. I, I need a friend. I mean, I, I need a, I need a Jesus friend. You know, I need, I need someone, someone who's, who's going to enrich my life. Yeah, who, somebody who we can sit and talk about the Word together. And of course, one of the great places you can find good Christian friends. I mean, get into a good Bible believing church, a, a gathering of believers mm-hmm. and saints. Um, a great place to meet people. But there's a, a gr- tremendous need. To have conversation, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's you know, sitting and listening is good for a certain part of our Christian experience, but it has to become conversation because the Lord um, arrested me one time back when we were pastoring. Um, I'll give us a little testimony as we wrap up here that uh, we had a we had a flood actually in our building. It was not a pleasant experience. We had a roof leak. Just um, one of those joy in your tribulation all moments. Joy. That, <laughs> I learned a lot about one of those joy, it, joy moments. Joy. Um, we got water all over the floors, pouring in the ceiling. And, uh, we had some ice damming from some freezing, thawing snow. It was a blizzard. And we Kansas had, got hit with a blizzard. I mean, there was like four foot tall snow drifts. Like we were lo- like snowed in for a week. And that's not good for a flat roof on a church, which oh. we had. <laughs> And, I built an uh, igloo. So we ended it up was with like a flood, and you know, during that time, we were struggling just to, you know, the places that weren't flooded and furniture that wasn't damaged was getting moved. And so, lo and behold, we ended up taking some of our fellowship couches out of the fellowship hall where a lot of the flooding was. The funny part was the sanctuary. The sanctuary so had, like, was like the best part. We had couches in the back. I had a couple couches up on the sanctuary on the platform. And it's funny how people who used to sit in certain places, those couches became the primo seats. Oh yeah. I almost thought we need to charge for those seats, man. Everybody's fighting for the couches. It's like I want to sit on the couch during Sunday yeah. service. But here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, "You know, Mark, as good as the preaching is, whether it's you, whether it's whoever you bring in here, it's really not going to ultimately." get into their life unless it reaches that couch Mm. if it doesn't reach the conversation level of their life it's not getting into their life it's not getting into the fabric the emotion the 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 moments of life that are really defining people it's got to get in their home it's got to get on the couch it's got to get into the conversations and you've heard us here on family mission before say this that one of the greatest credits to anything we would do, whether it's in person through meetings and conferences or through a podcast like this, if we can somehow provoke your conversation with the Lord, then that's a win for us today. If we can provoke conversation between you and other believers and, and with your spouse and with your children, with your grandchildren, then that's a win because that's where the gospel, that's where truth begins to really take its deepest roots is when it gets into everyday conversation mm, in our so life. Good. 
Absolutely Amen. the truth. So Amen. thank you guys, everyone, for listening to the podcast today, being a part of the conversation. Because, again, we want you guys to be interactive with this. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. That's the last name, S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries at gmail.com. Also, it's in the description of the podcast. If you open the description of your podcast episode, there's links to mm-hmm. our social media, Facebook, Instagram, our website, Spellman ministries.org as well as the email so you can find those resources there to get in touch with us to talk about maybe you rededicated your life or you gave your life fresh to the lord you freshly today. surrendered yeah. today um let us know getting you know send us an email send us some sort of correspondence so that we can be in touch with you and talk to you um about these things because it's right. a wonderful thing when we surrender it's we it's, can connect you with beautiful. a lot of good resources a lot of good people that's right and uh, we'll do our best to do that and so just get in touch with us and again i want to say thank you jared for just being a part of the conversation um you know we would love to here at family mission just kind of give him a mic and just turn him loose just to i mean he is a he is a wealth of of knowledge and not just head knowledge you know knowledge that's revelation that's come through experience it's come through surrender it's come through the crucible of consecration and uh you know it was our privilege to have you today jared on the program so good to be here thank you guys for having me that's right so we like to leave everyone with the blessing that comes what's the blessing blessing is this may the lord bless you may he keep you may he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace amen